My story starts back at a paintball range in Johannesburg, South Africa. I drove through early that morning to go see one of my clients. I realized that I had to look him in the eye. In fact, he was not only just a client, he was a sponsor, an investor, and a great friend. I asked him to take a walk. I turned to him and said, Mike, I fucked up. But you're going to have to wait a little bit longer to hear what Mike had to say. I hope through this story that I'll be able to share with you or show you how valuable it is to build a brand. And also, perhaps better than in my case, to actually build a brand with intent. Now, a lot of people have a lot of different definitions for brand. I'm not a professor. I'm just an entrepreneur that values the sage-like power of having a strong brand. Now, my journey with Painball started 20 years ago. It's a huge adventure, a decade-long adventure, and also um, something that resulted in a very profitable business for myself. But very little people know about this. Know about this. Um, but there's something that I carry with me throughout my life related to this painball thing, and that is my nickname. It's actually a nickname that was given to me back in the day by an American pro painball player in my first international trip. And it's Wiener Dog. Now, here's one of my Deloitte business cards recently. And um, if you zoom in, you'll still see Wiener Dog on there. I don't know how I got that right, but it's there. It's my Twitter handle still. But now I want to take you back and give you a little bit of background about Wiener Dog. At the moment, Wiener Dog, or Van der Puchert, is an independent entrepreneur. I worked for Deloitte back in the day, and uh, we started two Deloitte Digitals, one in South Africa and one here in Central Europe. But I had most of my fun when I worked at TBWA Tequila. I served on the board of directors, and we did marketing campaigns for awesome brands like McDonald's, Visa, Adidas, Nissan South Africa. And I'm going to take you even further back. Before that, I worked as a sub-editor, and this is super important for the story. I worked as a sub-editor in the real genuine newsroom. I got schooled by the old school editors and how to do publishing and news and journalism properly. And then after that, we also started going into digital publication. It just started back then. And it's also around that time that I started my business, sapainball.co.za. It's important. SA is for South Africa. Painball is the sport. And of course, .co.za, the South African domain extension. Now, earlier on, I asked you about paintball. Now, a lot of people know paintball as war games, bat battle games, splat attack. But for me personally, it's airball, hyperball, speedball, or tournament paintball. I sucked at sports like rugby and cricket when I grew up. And in paintball, I found something that I was relatively good at. In fact, I had this dream when I started playing. I want to make a living out of this. Now, I know I have to speak about a fuck up, but I have to tell you about what went right. And honestly, a lot of the things that I knew went right is only something I realized looking back at the process. I was super lucky. And I just want to share with you why this business became so important to me and also was a fair enough business to make a living off of. Now, one of the first things I did right was to actually apply my editorial skills. I wanted to create a digital platform where people can come, South Africans, tournament paintball players, come and actually read content. I had the opportunity to either go into a partnership to start a paintball range or start selling equipment, but I kind of moved away from that. And that's super important because one of the first things that I believe an entrepreneur should do is like focus on the adjacent possible. 
what are the things that you can do and then apply it in some other area? I, ha- I knew journalism. I created a paintball platform and I knew how to run it. And that's part of the success. The second thing I did, I niched down, but I was brutal. I niched, niched down to tournament paintball. I did not want the weekend warriors, the war game guys, the army dudes. That wasn't for me. I wanted to cater for the South African paintball player, tournament paintball player. And I was lucky in that instance as well because the tournament paintball player was also someone who was hyper passionate about the sport, played it every weekend, had the means, and shared this goal that he wanted to grow the sport in South Africa. So I brutally niched down. The next thing I did is I wanted to get people onto the platform. I went out and I made a list of all my top dream customers, teams, players, businesses that I wanted to host on SA Paintball and potentially turn into advertisers later on. And I started with some of the top teams in South Africa. I offered them some, uh, some web space to talk about their achievements, share some of the things that they wanted to do with sponsors because the internet was rather scarce back then or web developers. And that started creating tension. That actually caused a lot of people to want to come to the platform and also add their name to the list. So the next part was really creating that tension just enough to get people to kind of sign up. Now, SA Painwell was growing after that, and I would really go, those three elements really made the site grow. But there was something missing, something that only came through when I sent out one of my newsletters to my database that was also growing at that time. One of my friends was reading the, the newsletter and he said to me, like, Vanner, like, I like all the content here, but why don't you sign your name? And that's the thing. Sign your name. People knew sapainball.co.za, but I didn't know the editor. So what I did is I kind of shifted myself into making sure that I added my bylines, but then also physically going out to meet people, shake hands, go t- attend new tournaments, um, meet new, pe- new business owners, and really give support. Because together we had this collective passion to grow the sport in South Africa. The other thing I did, which also kind of came from the editorial background, is that I created a uh, what I can only call as like a little constitution. Because I was also actively playing and all involved in the sport, I needed to set out some rules. So this was in terms of use for SA Painball, but terms of engaging on the website. But I also kept myself accountable to that. I had to apologize a lot of times on the website for my own screw-ups. But it really helped a lot. And it went nuts. The website blew up. It was just people all over the place. I had international tournament playing ball players that I could interview. I played international events, went to cover some of them. I had international advertisers. Local teams were kind of jumping on board. Um, we had teams branded with sapainball.co.za. We had tournaments called to sapainball.co.za and uh, also expanded some of my revenue into affiliate revenue, um, selling some stuff on the website. I got so busy that I forgot, and this is super important, that I forgot to work on the business. I was working so hard in the business, keeping the thing afloat. Yes, I had correspondence all over South Africa, but I wasn't able to actually bring more people into the business. I wasn't creating systems to hand over to people and to employ people. And I got so busy that, it's, that at some stage during that time, a guy appeared on the scene, a friend of a friend. He looked at my setup and said, listen, Vanner, I'll do you a favor. I'm going to sponsor you some service space. I'm a host. Um, I'll take that off your back. No problem. And I went, after a lot of thought, of course, I went, hey, that's actually a cool idea. Hey, high five. And in no time, I shifted my website from my international paid hosting over to this sponsored hosting. 
But that's where shit started to hit the fan. Strange things started happening. I had my first hack on the website where someone was writing stuff all over the webpage. And I, when that happened, I started feeling that something was a bit weird. Other things also happened over time, but I started realizing how important it is to be able to pay for services because I can keep people accountable. I can demand the service. I then sat down with this host, the sponsor, and I said to him, listen, I am actually busy designing a new version of the website. And I was open cards. I said, listen, I want to go somewhere where I can scream at people. I'm going to move the website back to where I have the security and also the backups that I require. He agreed and uh, kind of understood what I was saying. But when the time came to flip the switch, his demeanor changed and uh, he demanded 80,000 rand, something I didn't have at that time, to uh, take over the website or to give me the website, demanding that this is fees that I actually owe him. I was de devastated. A shit storm ensued. There's lawyers. I was trying to connect with the domain name people and uh, they weren't able to help. Like everybody wasn't sure about this whole internet thing. The only saving grace at the end was that he, um, that he actually uh, allowed me to keep the website running. I was able to update it along the way and at some stage, the penny started to drop. I had to kind of pull out of this and I have to go and see my advertisers and come clean. And that's where I get back to Mike. Walking beside me and I turned to Mike and I said, listen, Mike, I've lost sapaymall.co.za. Um, I know we are about to host this tournament and you, know, you have a lot of money in here. I'll, I'll try and make it up to you, but I don't have the domain name any, anymore. Now, Mike is also an ex-boxer. So I was kind of a bit nervous too. And uh, I remember looking at him and I felt this kind of vibe of empathy coming towards me. It was kind of unexpected. He looked me in the eye and he said, bro, just change the fucking name. People are here for you, brother. They don't care about the name. It took Mike to point out that uh, there's more to essaypaymall.co.za. I built up so much goodwill through the work that I've done that a lot of people had loyalty towards what I was doing and they supported what I was doing, even if they didn't like me. And this brings me to an important aspect of, of customer experience. We all focus on satisfaction when we start our business. We focus on loyalty to get people loyal. And then some people focus on advocacy. I just want more, I want more. The thing that I think you should focus on is goodwill. How much goodwill can you actually get back from people? In the end, what happened is that Mike and I actually ended up rebranding the website to sapaymall.info. In a very short time, we migrated the website across. Everybody started moving across. I didn't lose a lot of people at all. As for the host, he clung to the name. He kept it for a long time, I think for about two years, trying to sell it. And in the end, a buddy of mine actually bought it and gave it back to me as, as a birthday gift. gift. So just to recap what I said is, don't forget about the adjacent possible, creating that brutally niche target audience, create the tension, and don't forget to sign your name, set up your constitution, and then focus on building goodwill around you. And then finally, as the last point, thanks for listening.